Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski, and please welcome our two mutated guests. We have Paul Wilcox. It's great to be here. And Doug Gobeski. Hello. So we're here to discuss the 71st installment in our Merry Marvel Movie March. It is the August 28th, 2020 release, The New Mutants. Yeah, this is the first of the COVID movies in that it was this and Tenant trying to uh, get people to go back into the theaters way, way, <laughs> way before they should. This and Tenant. Zero respect for that movie, do you? Tenet? You can't even get the name right. Why? What is it? Tenant. Oh, yeah. You were saying Tenant like yeah, it's I was. a horror film about, you know, told from the landlord's perspective. I just thought it was Christopher Nolan's. A uh, biopic of David Tennant. Yes, that's where I was going. <laughs> okay, because honestly, <laughs> I I thought it was Tennant for a long time. I don't know. I didn't think ever very deeply about it, but I was like, oh, like a Doctor Who movie or something. <laughs> and <laughs> so have I was you like, guys oh, it's not Tenet. seen it? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I valued my life and uh, did not go to the theaters. Okay. I have a coworker who loves that movie. He asks like about once a month if anyone's seen it yet, you know, and, and, and we're all like, not yet. It's on the list. You know, like, you're definitely going to see it someday. And he just seems so disappointed every time. Yeah, on really the feels, but yeah. like he's resigned to the fact that probably no one's going to watch it. I, I assume Charlie has seen it, right? I'm, I haven't. No, no, no. I mean, I thought you were the movie guy. I'm the, yeah, don't want to die in a movie theater guy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it in the theater. I saw you don't it on die streaming. In, You're right. In the theater. M- much you later. Die after the theater. It's yeah. not the ring, you guys. <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah. Any movie could be the ring, and that's why I don't watch movies anymore. I'm just really good at faking <laughs> it with you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's streaming on HBO Max, which is not a, a uh, service I regularly subscribe to so it, yeah the the internet has not just offered it up to me as a suggestion in a queue <laughs> so therefore and yeah like charlie said didn't want to die <laughs> actually you know what i but you know in retrospect well, like numbers I were feel, low at that time weren't they i feel your co-workers pain right now <laughs> <laughs> we don't give them this hard of a time <laughs> <laughs> So I'm looking at the I was looking at the numbers to be curious like how these movies did in relation to each other but all right the new mutants came out on August 28th Tenet <laughs> thank you came out on oh September 4th okay so it was actually the weekend after oh cuz it's a palindrome <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah it, yes, like it visu- is Charlie yeah like, <laughs> visually I understand And if you that. watch it you'll understand and if you'd asked me to spell it, I would have spelled it correctly. But I don't think I ever would have realized I was mispronouncing it until Doug said something. <laughs> wow. All right. So, yeah, the New Mutants preceded Tenet. <laughs> As, uh, really? Bill and Ted Face the Music came out that weekend, too? I didn't realize it came out in theaters. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. One came out two, in yeah. a thousand theaters. No. Yeah. <laughs> One or two or a thousand. Mm. Wow. So not as many as the New Mutants, which looks like it was about uh, 2,400 theaters. But what the hell am I talking about? Oh, yes. uh, Disney trying to murder people. Is it murder if it's... What makes it murder versus manslaughter? Uh, Disney attempting a mass negligent homicide. There we go. (laughs) We can definitely keep all of this for legal purposes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for listening, Disney. We always appreciate it. <laughs> Your lawyers are our biggest fans. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, if someone at Disney is listening, that means that we're part of we're an important part of the market research. <laughs> Uh, shaping the future of the march ourselves all right so august 28 2020 covid numbers let's see where we were at um i mean i'm looking and it looks like we were on the downslope of uh, the second wave so okay so maybe that's why they were like hey we I- can try and make a bit of money here i mean they probably I mean, that's had to plan it in advance but it looks like they got relatively close but that was before we saw all these other huge bumps in the future so you know oh yeah sure, numbers sure. weren't that bad but we didn't know how not bad they were at the time right oh yeah yeah we we had no idea what kind of havoc the spider-man movie had in store for us <laughs> <laughs> wait when did that come out like was was that like january or something no it was december, december. right december. as omicron started before. to take off so- yeah, Cause, I cause I remember whether they're related. Because I remember I didn't see it opening weekend because I got out of the habit of seeing movies opening weekend because there are too many people at the theater. But usually by the second weekend, it's tapered off. But by the time the second weekend came along, the Omicron cases were high enough that I was like, I don't think I want to do this. But the New Mutants. This is the story of one Dennis New Mutant who uh, finds a friend uh named frandon mutant and they wander around an abandoned old-timey hospital for 95 minutes and no one else is there or at least that's what it feels like you've got a (laughs) frandon in frandon (laughs) i love that theme song over the end over the ending credits i like how it goes minor for a while yeah, like, it's, they really, you know, you don't expect that in that kind of song. Right. Charlie, what's this movie actually about? Three sentences or less. Uh, children who are just discovering their mutant powers are kidnapped and forced to live in a hospital um, and have to escape. You, yeah. <laughs> Period that. No more. You did it. You nailed the TV guide print <laughs> description. <laughs> So let's talk behind the scenes of the new mutants. So the director, Josh Boone, who's probably best known for directing the fault in our stars. Apparently he grew up reading new mutants comics. And so he went to Simon Kinberg, our favorite X-Men related producer and said, basically pitched him on a new mutants trilogy actually of movies. And, uh, they liked it. And so, um, they were like, go ahead. So they made this first one, which, is loosely based on the comics there's some fairly fundamental changes but at least the characters more or less are the characters from the original new mutants the one slight change is that uh the character iliana rasputin who's codenamed magic that might explain a moment that happens in the movie that's otherwise completely unexplained if you don't know anything about these characters the moment where she like looked where the i think it's roberto says it's magic and she says so am i but they've never explained that her name is magic or anyway um you know i was actually i meant to ask about that because i didn't quite hear what he said before she said so am i and i'm like i'm gonna have to find out what she is yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i'm glad that we covered that did anyway you, she's did you learn a- that she's magic with a k i 
I did now. It's actually magic with a K. So in the original, original New Mutants graphic novel, it's not her. It's a Vietnamese girl named Karma. But magic is a new mutant in the main line, so that's not that much of a change. They're not in an abandoned hospital being trained to be killers. Uh, spoilers for New Mutants, by the way, which I assume you know because you've reached 71 installments. Of the <laughs> but given you probably didn't see this movie. Uh, I mean, not that you couldn't have figured it out when uh, the main character wakes up in a decrepit old hospital with someone claiming to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> in a locked room <laughs> at the, like the five minute mark, <laughs> which that actually is a departure because in the comic books, the character of Dr. Cecilia Reyes is a hero, not a villain. Oh, so I don't know if that was meant to throw you off the scent or something or just they wanted a character who had the power they needed of force fields. So they made the movie. Um, Josh Boone was actually interested in kind of pushing the horror angle. A little bit more because some of the early New Mutant comic stories do tend to be a bit more horror in nature. Not to like the level of like an actual horror comic, but they just tend to be a bit more. They're a little less spandex suits the way some of the other comic books around this time are. And so he wanted to reflect that in the movie that he was getting pushback from the studio. So his initial concept of Stephen King meets John Hughes, they asked him to kind of tone down the Stephen King parts of it. So he sort of begrudgingly did that. But then the trailer people who, as we occasionally have talked about, I think the trailer people who have nothing to do with the movie basically turned it into like a horror looking trailer, partly because I think this is around the time of either it, the movie actually coming out or just the trailer for it. uh, Stephen King's it coming out and being like popular and stuff. And so Josh Boone was basically like, yes, this is what I wanted was more horror. So let's do some reshoots. We can bring that back in and all this kind of stuff. Then tragedy strikes in that Disney acquires Fox. Um, Trying to think if that's a tragedy for everyone. I guess everyone except stockholders. Um, (laughs) My retirement will be very happy, very pleased (laughs) with this transaction. (laughs) So because of that, because the recent... X-Men movies other than like Deadpool 2 haven't been doing great. They've kind of put off New Mutants to the point where they were planning to do reshoots. There were a couple of scheduling problems and then basically the deal started to happen. And so that stopped everything. So they were filming in 2017. They were going to do reshoots in mid to late 2018. But the Fox deal was sort of on the table at this point and so they kind of stopped things while they waited for it to formally go through in like early 2019 part of the issue was that disney didn't really believe in this movie like they watched it and went "Eh, it's fine i don't think it's going to be a breakout hit uh the other problem is because they had been filming in 2017 and now it's 2019 and you're dealing with young adults um they said there was an issue with they had aged enough that they looked different So ultimately, this went through with no reshoots, not even the just initial pickup shots that they were expecting to do that are typical of pretty much any movie, which might be why this sometimes, to me at least, feels sort of unfinished. But the movie comes out in the middle of a pandemic because 
Disney does not care about this movie. They're like, it's going to do terrible anyway, so we might as well kill people while we release it. <laughs> that is, my lawyers are telling me that is not their intent. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie bombed. Wait, uh, wait, wait, shockingly. wait, wait. You're telling me this was not a plan to get rid of all of the residual fan base who was still, you know, into the Fox stuff and wasn't on board with their new vision? That wasn't what they were doing here? Uh, apparently not. So, or officially not. Maybe a better way to put that. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie came out. It uh, cost them about $70 million to make. It grossed $49 million worldwide, which is... Perhaps not surprising, given that, again, it came out at the height of a pandemic. Not the height, highest height, but still the height. No one was willing to see it. Certainly the uh, the part of the pandemic where people were asking, will movie theaters ever be a thing again? Right. <laughs> Fortunately, Top Gun Maverick has come to rescue them all. For my part, uh, I had not seen this movie before. My wife bought me a Region B copy of the Blu-ray for my birthday in anticipation of the Mary Marvel movie March. And I unwrapped it about two and a half hours ago and watched it. Uh, Nope. I haven't seen it. Not much more to say than that. Same here. Didn't see it in the theater. Didn't see it till today. Uh, This is my second time watching this. Uh, I bought it on. Whoa. Yeah, no, I did not see it in the theater. But I did buy it on Blu-ray when it came out and watched it back around uh, Christmas 2020. I know Doug was actually, I think, excited for this movie because if you listen to previous episodes, you'll hear jokes about how the New Mutants is never coming out and Doug being <laughs> distraught by that. Yeah, and, and since Christmas 2020, you haven't heard that as much from me. As much. <laughs> <laughs> this movie I have is never coming out. Well, I think at one point I did uh, express excitement for reaching this part of the march because I wanted to hear what y'all's opinions were on this movie. (laughs) You know, because it's really hard to watch a movie like this and not be able to discuss it with anyone. (laughs) For instance, Adam... Uh, When you were discussing the origins of this film earlier, I didn't hear you mention that they based it on the Demon Bear Saga storyline of the comic series. Yeah, that's because, honestly, I I haven't read that in like 20 years, so I couldn't remember how closely it was. Other than that, there was a Demon Bear that Danny Moonstar was creating. That's all I remembered. I'll be honest, I don't remember the comics that well, at least not the early issues, other than maybe just vibes. Like after we finished the movie, um, I watched one of the special features uh, where they were talking about how the movie got made. So I was at that point, I was like, oh, I had forgotten that this storyline existed. So so maybe we should just start with the most disturbing part of the movie. And that's when it says 20th Century Studios on the little <laughs> front piece. <laughs> Oof. It still feels wrong, man. It also is weird to me that they're sticking with the 20th century part. Like, I get they probably can't use Fox because of the still existing Fox, but you don't want to update it to, like, 21st century if you're already changing stuff. Yeah, it's like, we're we're making the movies of yesterday today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, this. it's kind of weird how, as I mentioned before, the main character wakes up in this hospital and everyone seems to believe that, like, 
they're not prisoners or maybe have inklings that they are but don't know for sure but the audience is like oh yeah no they're being trapped here why is there only one person watching after them <laughs> no they know they're prisoners that's comes up pretty early with the force field thing right yeah yeah, yeah. did we watch the same movie charlie but they're like going to class or well, like because they therapy think it's for their and... own benefit not because right. of other reasons there's one adult there that was the weird thing too like if they're making them into weapons like it's a, you just have one person there it's still a <laughs> pretty high guys. uh teacher student ratio. yeah i mean that is good <laughs> pretty pretty individual you know not exactly individual instruction but yeah you know, and that's definitely uh, a draw i mean i consider sending my kid there but <laughs> still still higher than uh you know the x-men have got going on <laughs> <laughs> well this is the logan universe based on the footage we see so they're oh, yeah. all either dead or about to die anyway <laughs> oh okay um, well that. <laughs> So at some point, the the characters do mention, uh, I think, the X-Men. And it does seem to be the case that, yeah, the X-Men are superheroes and they are extant. So I guess we have to assume that this takes place before the events alluded to in Logan, where Professor X kills everyone. But doesn't the... The nurse woman or whoever in Logan, isn't she the one who records the video? Right. So that happens just before Logan. Like right. this would happen right before Logan, unless she's seeing a vision of the future. It's just weird. I, I thought about that too. I'm starting to think this is an inconsistency in the <laughs> X-Men cinematic universe. <laughs> That's impossible. We're just not coming up. We're just not thinking about it right. The explanation was probably included in those pickup shoots they didn't do. Hugh Jackman cameo that got cut. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is so empty. Like, if you had told me that this was a COVID production and that's why there's only, like, six people total, like, I would have believed you. That's exactly. There's only six main people. Come on, there's other scenes with people. Two scenes? Two people, I mean? Well, there's the miners. Uh, okay. The miners. The people who got... So killed by the Reverend, bear, the smiley yeah, demons. Yep, yep, the smiley demons. Just expected them to like do do like the you know Pan's labyrinth eyeball thing. But yeah, and it, it does seem weird that this is how the movie was, what they conceived of it. Right, this is what they wanted to do. Right. Also, are the smiley men supposed to be Slender Man? I couldn't decide. I don't think it's supposed I mean, to be explicitly Slender Man. Yeah, I think not like just maybe Slender, Slender Man, Man inspired in the appearance. <laughs> that that makes sense. Because what were they? They were, or maybe they're ripping like, off the Silence from Doctor Who, which uh, I guess is ripping uh, off the Scream by uh, Edvard Munch. So, do any of those involve masks with smiles on them? I think just the thin uh, look in a suit with a egg-shaped head, but also the the Buffy episode too, right? Which shows up. Oh yeah, there's a lot of Buffy in this. Part of me was watching this going, man, I wish we could be just watching Buffy instead. <laughs> Let's just watch them watch Buffy. <laughs> yeah, we really only get that for a, a few seconds. You know, maybe, I'm not going to say I'm suffering from uh, Marvel March fatigue, but there was something refreshing about not having a lot of characters somehow. <laughs> like, oh, this is like an empty movie. Like, I know all these people. There's only a few of them. Keep them all in my head at the same time. <laughs> they have one characteristic. 
one or two characteristics. That's it. Yeah. This kid was a minor. Like, am I an ER? This one's a jerk. I mean, every kid was a minor or is one. <laughs> <laughs> Still a minor, one, minor. was one, too. <laughs> okay, so I feel like Charlie is presenting this as uh, a negative thing, something that he didn't like. <laughs> but what I don't think he's aware of is that it's actually a fairly good translation of the characters. I will agree with you that. You know, like I'm, you... Yeah. To a certain extent, you're you have to take it up with the authors of the comic book forty years ago. Oh, I mean, sure. It's I would rather have a you know faithful to the comics characterization than have them just be, you know, some new characters, new personalities wearing the skins of the people that we all, you know, know and love from our childhood. Although saying there that there's a middle way between those two options though. Well, I'm just saying that I don't remember magic being so awful in the comics. So I don't just think awful. Like my note says I detest magic with a K. She, so it's she not grew just all eventually. Magic. I will say I wasn't really comfortable with the level of racism there. Oh yeah. Um I thought that was a bit much. Yeah, that uh, was. Between that, like I Adam mentioned like maybe John Hughes influence, and I kind of felt it there. Like and then also <laughs> like oh I mean it is twentieth century studios. We're not talking twenty first here. I thought we'd kind of gotten over the insulting people for being a virgin <laughs> like maybe once we got into the nineties. Like that I feels like a very eighties thing. It's, oh, it's okay. like funny again now, but like in like more like ironic way. Like you make fun of yourself for v being a virgin, even if you're not. You know, <laughs> they took it to an extreme, but um, I think you need to go back and reread some of those because I do remember Ileana being fairly antisocial and unpleasant. Like once she becomes magic. Well, then maybe they should have. Uh soft pedal that because i it unbalanced the first half of the movie for me where i was just like i hate this every time she showed up i was like i don't i don't want to spend any time with you i don't care that you're broken anymore just go away just because you're broken just because you're broken doesn't mean you get to be an asshole to everyone everyone's broken that doesn't mean we're all assholes i mean i don't think that the movie is presenting her being so mean and awful as a good thing I think they're making it fairly clear that yeah, this is a this is not a pleasant person. Yeah, it's like they were just a little too successful. Yeah, yeah. They they went they went just a little too hard. Yeah, uh, I did appreciate the uh, where they're doing the truth or dare truth or truth uh, where she says that she killed eighteen men one by one. Like I really like the detail there of the one by one. It gives you this kind of. Uh, uh, insight into the character except Whereas, does it because i kind of was like there's no explanation like was she defending herself was she escaping from somewhere or is she just a serial killer like i kind of took it as like it's ambiguous but because it's one by one that's her ambiguous way of saying it was intentional yeah to me like it wasn't some big i exploded and killed a airy you know did my aoe effect attack accidentally well i get know. that but Killed is a bunch it like, of miners but is it but is it you know like she was being held captive and had to kill her captors or is she just you know 
the Zodiac killer. Like, I think she wanted people to wonder that same thing. And that yeah. was what they were going for. So you have to let me know whether this is in the comic at all, but I definitely got the impression that it was like abuse, like some sort of serious, maybe even sexual abuse from like what the movie um, is. That is, to the showing best of my you, understanding, yeah. that is not in the comics. Instead, because comics, she's the younger sister of the X-Man Colossus. And she gets, if I remember this correctly, kidnapped by a demon and essentially raised from the age of like six to the age of like 13 in the essentially hell dimension of Limbo. Oh, Hmm. Uh, I think he uh, like enslaved her as well at some point. So I don't, you know, being Marvel Comics, uh, Marvel Comics generally shies away from sexual abuse, but it certainly was communicated to the reader that she was at the least emotionally abused and traumatized from the experience and not having a normal childhood either. Part of me wondered, though, if like maybe this was some of the stuff that was planned for reshoots that didn't happen of things like clarifying some of this or maybe softening some of the stuff and a little bit in earlier with her character because it just started out so like too abrasive almost that was just how i felt and then just yeah it just felt like a lot of other characters weren't necessarily really i don't know what do you think charlie yeah this the insults were they were so harsh that i mean i guess maybe you could go for like she's really trying to push people away doesn't want them to be anywhere near her so she's willing to be as racist as possible but she's also only doing that to her, her not any right not like the maybe people. if it had been all of them yeah maybe but and when it's friends just her, with some of the other like ones bullying yeah. but i don't know did you feel the characters were sufficiently fleshed out or oh no did not you really find they were yeah they're kind of one-dimensional for the most part it's like oh okay to see who this guy is he's got a pop collar iliana i actually like like i liked her powers i I thought what she could actually do was pretty cool. I I did appreciate that with most of the characters. Like, oh, their powers are pretty neat. And I want to see how it all comes together. And that she actually has a dragon. Yeah, they did a decent job with that stuff. I was just happy she finally got her, uh, you know, her Disney-style animal sidekick. <laughs> at the end there. It's like, finally. <laughs> also, I know it was kind of sold as a horror movie, but it didn't really feel like a horror movie. It felt somewhat like yeah. a horror movie. Yeah, I felt the I felt the flavor. Like until it like switched into action, it did kind of have a lot of scenes that I was like, "This is not like an MCU style scene. This is like a horror scene." I guess I just know that Tony's not here with us because he told me he didn't want to watch a horror movie. And I was watching <laughs> this going, and I was watching this going, "You probably could have handled this fine, Tony." Yeah, I don't think it was too horror. It felt like a horror movie that didn't really want to commit all the way to it. The initial Fox Studios. That's what those people were looking for. I I would have liked to seen them seen them like lean into that more. Yeah, I could see why they made a business decision like that. But I was actually kind of like I had forgotten that this was supposed to be like more horror esque, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I I'm kind of on board for that. You know, like I said, as a change of pace to large cast you know recurring character like action comedy type stuff i was like yeah i'm ready for a horror movie i just i wanted a little more horror though yeah because maybe that's that's what i was feeling too was just like it felt like they 
I wanted them to commit a little harder to it. And so it felt like it was hinting at it, but not really going as far as even I, someone who doesn't like horror movies, wanted. So you watched the guy be confronted with uh, the burning corpse of the girlfriend that he killed. And you were like, well, this is good, but I could use more of this. Yes, basically. I, I think it's about I, the build-up to it, Yeah, though. it's the tension. Like, as soon as they showed it, I was like, yeah, they needed more time to build the suspense. So like, you want yes, suspense. it's horrifying, and we understood who it is. Well, that's, like, a lot of what a horror... Yeah, movie yeah I guess I'm thinking of, like, a... Yeah, like a suspenseful-type horror movie. Do you that, not put that's like, slashers in the horror genre, then? But slashers I, also I do, but this is not, like, a slasher movie. But slashers also build up suspense, right? It's not like you have a slasher movie where, you know, Mike Myers just casually wanders into frame, you know, and looks at a character, then stabs them, right? Like there's shot composition and sound and all sorts of things going in, right? It's not just a medium shot unmoving. I don't know. It didn't feel like it was established as like a slasher style horror movie. It right. it had the vibe of like a grim, limited characters in some trapped place, more like spooky type horror. Yeah. You know, like there was like the thing in the confession booth with the doors, like, you know, clanging around and stuff like kind of more haunting style, you know, horror. But I think also because it keeps shifting to sort of the John Hughes side of things that ends up sort of dissipating that suspense atmosphere and so that means that when they then go back to those sort of more like uh low-key horror you know the not the slasher horror but just like the dread maybe that's the way when they keep trying to go back to the dread style dread with an e-a-d not a double d not just dread (laughs) um when they go back to that because they've already punctured the atmosphere with the hangout stuff like then they it's not like they're starting from where they left off with the horror stuff, they have to start back from zero, basically. And so maybe that's why it never feels like it properly builds. That's my on-the-spot theory. Charlie, I, I, I agree with disagree. that. I absolutely agree. Just, yeah, all those in-between scenes, you need to do something there, too. Like, even if there's not a jump scare somewhere, you've got to be building to something. But yeah, the it was funny that you mentioned It as well, because it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's It. It's like, oh, like the children's fears are being manifested to haunt them. And potentially kill them are, also. Are, are you are you are you spoiling it for me? Yes. No, that's that's that, that's that's the whole thing. That's like, <laughs> wow, thanks, jeez. It. Okay. Guess I'm gonna, what? Guess I never need to see that. <laughs> it really? <laughs> yeah. We're we're not beyond the statute of limitations for it. <laughs> I just thought clouds what, lived in the years? sewer. What more is there? <laughs> yeah, you know. Wait, when there's clouds in it. I assume he, like, invites them down into the sewer for a puppet show or something and then eats them. That's how he lives. <laughs> He's a bad boy. <laughs> but I can see if, you you know, the movie It was popular, you could look at this on paper and say, like, oh, yeah, people are really going to go for this, you know, before you knew about the pandemic. Yeah, part of me is wonders what the parallel universe version of this where Fox wasn't acquired by Disney and they just got to do their research and release it like any other Fox X-Men movie, if that would have been any uh, better. Like if they would have had the opportunity to like, to like pick up some shots that just maybe established some characters a little better or cleared up some stuff with like, 
like even me reading the comics and knowing who Danny Moonstar was, like still find myself occasionally having trouble following what was actually happening with the manifestations, I guess. Maybe they would have tried to add a scene or something, just clearing that up a little bit. Like maybe that would have made it better. It feels like the bones of the movie, minus some of the execution, but like the basic bones of the movie seem pretty solid, sturdy. Like I can see how you could make a movie like this and have it be pretty good but everything about the way it's designed too it's it's almost as if they wanted to make a movie on the cheap or they didn't have a budget for it like let's just keep the number of characters low that's, and we have like, one that's location what the horror genre is for is yeah. To, yeah, yeah to give budget relief <laughs> yeah i mean that yeah. that does it does kind of feel like that yeah yeah it feels like a second or third or even fourth tier like netflix horror movie like if you're really they, they, they scrolling shut into your it horror mouth. <laughs> well i mean some of those are fun to watch you know you just put them on or whatever but it's you know they're kind of lower budget and what you maybe haven't heard of them or whatever yes because a when little, i think uh, of horror, horror i think high budgets yes well yeah <laughs> a little horror movie you might never have heard of called it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you want mainstream horror. Uh, oh, yeah. Ah, okay. I think all studio executives want mainstream horror. <laughs> they just want whatever they make to be mainstream. Right. And yeah, cast a bunch of actors on the cusp of fame. Or I guess because well, this I'm, movie was delayed uh, so much, I'm not... A hundred percent sure where this is for people like Charlie Heaton and Maisie Williams and Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy had already been in a horror movie, right? The The Witch, right? She was in that. But equally, right? These aren't massive names that they therefore would have to pay a lot of money to them. Like that's kind of my point, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like there were more rising stars than uh, yeah than superstars. You're, you're not bringing in Jamie Lee Curtis or. I don't think uh, she would convincingly play a teenager, though. Yeah, but she could be, like, the the head of the, the facility, right? Yeah, she uh, could, yeah. Like, modulo race problems, right? But just, like, as, you know, that is the sort of character she could play in a movie like this. That's my point. And, hey, an actual same-sex love story. Yeah, created by uh, 20th Century Fox, so don't give Disney credit for this. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disney would have been like, had had it be only on TV. <laughs> well, you gotta watch out for that Chinese market, right? Oh, that's why they... That's one reason. The other reason is just they're cowards, but... Yeah. yeah. But there was another Buffy scene of... Uh... There, there was. Yeah. There were multiple Buffy scenes? Yeah, there was so two. So the, yeah. the lesbian kiss on the TV is from Buffy. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't know that. I thought it was just some movie. No, it's Allison Hannigan, and and it's not just on the background. It's like you get a few too <laughs> a few too many seconds of it. You're like, are we are we going to start watching this episode? I mean, that's fine, <laughs> but <laughs> that was just that was just Disney saying, "Look, see, we weren't the first to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this has a precedent." Well, was was Buffy? What what network was Buffy on? Or I, I should. It was like okay. Syndicated. Who produced it? Or was it on? I believe it's a 20th Century Fox. Yeah, that's what the logo. Production. I'm that's what I'm, okay. the logo I'm staring at says. says okay. 20th Century Fox. Because I noticed. Because so I know more... what. I know what the box sets look like. I noticed that they had the box sets as set dressing. Uh, oh, nice. And I think a, I saw a, a copy touch. of. 
I think I also saw a copy of uh, season one of Deadwood randomly. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean were those provided by uh, um, the doctor, the quote doctor? I, I just I have so many questions about that now. Yeah, actually, this is a, this is a rabbit hole I want to go down. <laughs> Who provided okay. the entertainment? I mean, like, that it was, was like, kind of a prison, but they had some, you know, had some board games. Was like they had a lot of CRTs. Yeah. And... yeah, I saw Rummy Cub in there. Oh, right, that's right. Yeah. I just wanted that room full of like Sony Trinitrons. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, man, those are probably real professional video monitors that are just all over these studios. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I'm just, just thinking. You, you, know, you know what the teens really love? Deadwood, <laughs> season one. <laughs> I think that is. <laughs> well, they have that conversation about like. How there's a bunch of stuff left over from the previous occupants. Oh. Right? oh like, okay. presumably the lie detector machine or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I like to think it's that. And also, five seasons <laughs> of Buffy. <laughs> you know, like, polygraph, like, leftover from the 60s that still has, like, a ream of paper in it or whatever. And ink and... that hasn't dried out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, this place seems like it's really old, but they actually just cleared out like six months ago. <laughs> I'm also glad that they didn't pull the old bait and switch with the main character being like, oh no, sorry, you know, I'm not gay, <laughs> which is kind of how I felt they were going for it, even though they were pretty heavily flirting. I was like, okay, well, good. So it's probably worth noting at this point that the actress who plays Danny Moonstar, Blue Hunt, is queer and Native American heritage too. That's good. Interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah, the guy that they got to uh, play Roberto is uh, Brazilian. So, like, they actually, although he's not black, and so there was some pushback for that because in the comic, Sunspot is Afro-Brazilian. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I mean, they did at least something. <laughs> they at least half-assed some of it, or full-assed <laughs> some of it. Yeah, no, they didn't it just wasn't... throw some white. You know, it... you know, they didn't put Emma Stone in the role. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's got to so, be tough yeah. to, to be typecast as the uh, whitewashing. I, that, that's my typecast. I whitewash movies. <laughs> <laughs> no one will cast me as a white person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because... I, I think it's because I had, you know, heard that this was the gayer Marvel movie. I was like, oh, okay. So, like, the pop collar guy is going to be gay, too? And and that's why he would be lying, uh, because he's never had any had sex with any women. And I was reading, like, way too into that no, and he's, during the polygraph scene. <laughs> he's clearly incel. <laughs> he is the most involuntarily celibate man ever. <laughs> It really gave me, like, Rogue from X-Men 1 vibes, where, like, the first time she kisses the boy, or, like, she almost kills him and whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they're gonna do this again, you know? I get it, that's bad, but we've seen this before. So this is clearly an intentional bookend to the X-Men movies, and that's for sure what they're going for, and it's not just a coincidence. (laughs) I'll buy that. No, I mean, for real, though, I absolutely appreciate the lesbian romance in this because it's like it's there. They don't really make a big deal out of it like you would expect, you know, like Disney to do. And they don't kill either one. Yes. Yeah. 
Nope. All, the worst that it, happens it, is that one know, accidentally brands the other one in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only suffering that needed to happen. You know, well, that was equal opportunity. That wasn't because she was a lesbian. <laughs> in the following scene, I was just thinking to myself, boy, you'd think you'd put a bandage over that or something. Well, you don't want to burns, right? You don't bandage burns. You don't? No, you definitely you gotta don't. let them breathe. You gotta let them breathe. No, oh. because the second brand is like upside down, so it looked more like an M. And I was like, "Is that supposed to be something mutant or just yeah for mutants?" mutants. No. Oh, okay. so the first one is is witch, witch, witch. and the second one is mutant. Got okay. it. All right. That was kind of what I figured they were subtly going for. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I don't know, man. In some ways, this is a hard movie to really grapple with. Which is why yeah. I was. It's hard so, to I'm love so it, but it's hard to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> it's hard to give it too hard of a time for me, honestly. It's yeah, like, it's like it's, it's not be- the best, but like I found a nice change of pace somehow. Yeah, like especially being familiar with the you know source material, a lot of the stuff I think they did a really good job with. And I guess, like, for myself, being familiar with the source material, I can kind of fill in some of the gaps on stuff. You know, I don't think we give Roberto enough screen time here, enough stuff to do, but it does feel like, a, you know, an extension of the character in the comics. Like, it it feels right. Yeah, but there's no Cypher, so 0 out of 10. Cypher's you just the one. want that because he's the <laughs> linguistics guy. That's right. His mutant power is linguistics. Wow. <laughs> you had... <laughs> How many chances do you get? And, and Disney goes and blows it. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly, if this had actually been a trilogy, they apparently at one point were discussing like introducing some of the uh, later new mutant characters, including Cypher. Nice. And Warlock? And Warlock and Karma. Oh, man. So this is the kind of stuff that we have to be sad that we missed out on thanks to Disney? Yep. This sucks. Yep, that's the reason the merger sucks. There's plenty of reasons, but that certainly is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Charlie, what's something about this movie you liked we haven't talked about yet? If Mm. there's anything. (laughs) Did you like that there's a Charlie cast in it? As a hero? (laughs) Uh, no, I guess not, Paul. He didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he he couldn't get over Ray's uh, powers. He's like, this is just this is basically it's a shield. shield. It is. It's just shields. shields stopping them from the rain coming from coming through. Which made me wonder how any of the plants survived. <laughs> Sprinkler system, <laughs> I guess. That's why. Although like, we never saw dry. we never saw janitorial or landscaping staff. I mean, granted, the place was somewhat run down, but... Well, they make the kids do the dishes. <laughs> they probably have to do yeah. the rest of it, too. Yeah, it's part of their therapy. It really is a prison. What do you got, Charlie? Uh, I'm just trying to think of something we haven't said. I mean, I did appreciate how it was kind of part horror movie, but... Uh, see, something we haven't talked about. Past? <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. I, I'll go next. I'm sure there's things, but I have to... Paul? Um, did you want to bring up the bear? We haven't talked about the bear. At I did. All. I did like the bear. You know, I, I feel like I have, I feel like I actually like a lot of stuff, but I'm like, eh, did we talk about all of this? Like I, I actually kind of liked the, you know, you said you had all these bear jokes lined up and I don't want you to not be able to use them. 
Oh, the bear. Well, no, I no no real jokes. Just that I can't see a giant bear and not think of like Elden Ring or something. Oh, especially when oh. she's like jumping around with like a sword. Like, oh, okay. Like this is gonna be. This is definitely like a video game boss situation. Uh, giving the size <laughs> disparity. You know, this is a big boss. No parryable attacks from this bear. You gotta you gotta roll and dodge. Lockheed the dragon controlled by the AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like your summon, really. <laughs> you know. If if Elden Ring probably hadn't been like mostly through development by the time this came out, I would accuse them of plagiarizing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually it's kinda thinking of the wolves too, like there's a famous, you know, uh you fight a wolf in the original Dark Souls as well, like a giant wolf with a sword in its mouth. And so I just kept thinking of Dark Souls when I saw the bear. <laughs> Um, I did like the um, the makeup for Rain's partial wolf transformation. I thought that was handled pretty well. Like, I appreciated that. That's something I liked that we haven't explicitly talked about. Because that could have easily gone bad, right? Like, they could have made that look either really terrible or just bizarre. And they, I think they hit it just right. Yeah, it wasn't that there wasn't things that I liked. I just... Talked about, I talked all, about the all of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a super long movie. Like you can really That's kind true. of talk about everything, and and not it's only no trips that, to the but moon. it's not dense like the other like the MCU entries. You know, yeah, like it's it it had that more of a horror movie pace at the beginning, and you know it's not constantly introducing characters or lore or cameos or good jokes that we could all recall. <laughs> Not that there weren't some jokes, but I guess I did like I did like the Buffy stuff. The when the first kiss scene came on, I was like, "Yeah, okay, we already know that she's gay. Why are you, you know, hammering on this again?" But then they went to the graveyard, like to to, to kiss, and like she's a witch, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I actually kind of see all the connection here. It's kind of fun that you put that in." And then with she's the not smiling guys, witch. Well, yeah, she's but like the witch, you know, brand or whatever. But I don't know. I didn't mind that by the end. It's like, okay, I'm kind of seeing little little things that you put in here. It does occur to me that um, all of the mutants that we see in uh, in this prison have killed people. And so it's like, hmm, maybe that's why they're there instead of in the X-Men. So you think Professor X was just like, I don't want to deal with these murderers. Well, I guess it's like, where are they going after, right? As you guys uh, mentioned, it does feel a little like you do get a bit of whiplash in the the tonal change between the horror and the uh, teen romp stuff. But uh, that, again, is them drawing from the comics. And so uh, for me, it's it's basically like, you know, if you're a fan of the, the New Mutants, the original run in the 80s, this is a movie that's made for you. And that's I funny. really appreciate that. Because I was a fan of the New Mutants in the 80s, and this did not do it for me. Really? Yeah. You didn't feel like it was uh, staying true to the source material? I felt they did a reasonable job with the characters, but the storyline, the movie they put them in, wasn't very good. But whatever. So I guess ultimately, what did you think of the New Mutants? Would you uh, risk COVID and go see it in the theaters? Or would you say, you know what? I don't need to watch this movie and risk my life. We're Guess doing just... pass-fail this time? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Look, I'm just that. We always do this. You always complain about it. No, that's not true. Sometimes I complain about it. <laughs> you and would then you yell at me just you. like you're yelling at it, Paul. 
it just felt extra binary this time. <laughs> right? Like, would you Sometimes die or would you does. live? And I'd be like, I'd live and not see this movie. <laughs> you know what? I'm just asking, how many COVID exposures out of 10 would you give this movie? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if it's exposures, I mean. I guess it's a zero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to get it, I guess. Yeah, I sure well, learned that. Yeah, like, I was like, wow, you can really... You can, Somehow nobody else got sick, which is good, but... Uh, yeah, it was good, but yeah, it was, was surprising. Sick, I was like, how did, how did, you know, how did we ride in a car for so long together right? and not, not spread it? Like, it must have just been building very slowly, and you were just... Maybe you're like the opposite of you know, typhoid Mary, you're like, just don't <laughs> spread. You're a super unspreader. <laughs> He's a container. <laughs> yeah. Just really hold all the, keep all the virus to yourself. <laughs> I, I got the introvert COVID. <laughs> yeah. Shy COVID. It's, it's a variation. <laughs> of... Shy COVID. <laughs> Picks one guy. That's it. <laughs> Says I'm happy here. I don't yeah, need to like, move. Why do I need to move? I'm gonna... I got my best friend right here. <laughs> it's too hard making new friends. I'm just... I was born here. I'm gonna die here. <laughs> this is a movie I think that actually benefits from the low expectations because we've been talking about it for so long and nobody nobody really went to see it and the reviews weren't good. So I didn't go in thinking or even really hoping that I was going to enjoy it all that much. But I kind of did. I mean, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I mean, the the doctor herself, I think, bugged me more than just about anyone else where she's about to... Because of the to, shields? Because of the shields, yeah. <laughs> That's like her power. <laughs> when she's about to uh, kill the main character and just starts to explain, like, oh, by the way, I'm going to kill you very, very slowly. And I'm like... Okay, you know you didn't have to do that. You could just not give her a chance Look, man, to like struggle to escape. Look, how lonely that place was! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> do you see how lonely that place was? Come on, yeah, man! Yeah. yeah. I thought she was gonna have at least a little bit of like reservation when it said like terminate. You know, <laughs> like I thought she was gonna have some struggle, but she was like, okay. <laughs> well, she she was explaining to you why. She came to that conclusion. <laughs> Look, she's got to turn full villain at some point. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd feel bad when the bear ate her. I oh, yeah. That's did a, feel bad, to be honest. Yeah, that's we a thing I like that. we didn't mention. When Roberto picks up her, like, shoe and pours blood out of it. Oh, <laughs> gross. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, I was like, that's, that's gross, but I like it. <laughs> I also liked how uh, Roberto is using, like, a... a just a piece of wood to uh, for modesty. Yeah, that was fun. After the fight's over. <laughs> Everyone's standing up and he's just like holding a big plank in front of him. <laughs> yep. But I liked the I liked the powers the characters had. I kind of liked the final fight scene. I mean, because I didn't have a lot of expectations for it, I was like, oh yeah, this is just something, you know, entertaining enough to have on that's like low stakes. And yeah, I'm probably going to give it a uh, 4.5 out of 10 it's higher than a lot of other movies i've rated <laughs> i'll give it that what is what is that what league does that put it in uh 4. that puts 5. it the same as kick-ass and x-men the last stand 
Yeah. So it's not the worst X-Men movie on my that list. That would appear to be that. Dark Phoenix for you. Maybe for everyone? Yeah, that? it's definitely for me. I don't know, man. Like, I guess I admittedly went into this movie with pretty low expectations because I'd heard it wasn't great. People didn't seem to love it. And I just felt largely detached, I think. Like, I just didn't really feel anything. Like, the characters for the most part were good, except I just hated uh, magic and I know they tried to soften it by the end or explain it or whatever, but it was like too little, too late for me. I was just like, no, not buying it. Yeah, I don't know. I found it in some ways really hard to engage with this movie. I'm not sure it's doing things catastrophically bad. It's just not doing things well enough. I think I'm just going to give this... The rating that I give things when I just feel nothing appears to be a five. (laughs) (laughs) So... Like, it's not enough for me to actively hate it, but it's not really anything where I'm like, there were parts I really liked. Like, uh, there wasn't really anything I really liked. So, yeah, five COVID exposures out of ten. That seems like a lot when you phrase it that way. Maybe we shouldn't do COVID exposures. (laughs) Well, the thing about COVID exposures is that we've all had probably five and just don't know it. That's probably... All right, so five unwitting COVID exposures. Yeah, like like we've we've had tons. You just, you know, no one tells you when you pass by them in the grocery store that they have COVID. All right, but if we're going to the theater to see this, I mean, that's knowing knowing COVID exposures. (laughs) That's, That's like a really bad role on, like, hitting your minesweeper, you know, and there's <laughs> getting the minesweeper five, like five of your neighbors in the <laughs> theater have COVID. But it's weird. Like it, when you talk about, it's hard to engage with the movie in some ways that felt like a plus to me because it was like, okay, well, really? yeah, it was, I just started questioning things less or being like, okay, that's dumb. That's dumb. But I'm kind of enjoying watching it. Like, okay, they're in this hospital. It doesn't really make sense. A lot of their reactions, like it's this very weird situation and it's like eh, you know when i didn't expect to like the movie to begin with i'm like i just kind of kind of let the movie happen but is that a good way or to like rate things don't i don't have know to engage with it if you don't <laughs> yeah. want to yeah <laughs> like, like as opposed to like if it there's a lot going on or you know a lot of characters or it's more fast-paced so it's kind of like you just yeah let it happen I know that's not a good way to rate things, but I'm going based I mean, on feel a, for all of these anyway. What is a movie if not something that happens to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a series of still images run at a sufficient speed to trick your eye into thinking it's movement? That sounds like something happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> is a movie a movie if you don't experience it? <laughs> yeah, is it still a movie? <laughs> Paul, why don't you go next? I wouldn't say I came in with low expectations. I just actually didn't really have a lot. I I accidentally downloaded Eternals first because I was like, oh, the movie that no one saw. <laughs> like so. <laughs> Ouch! Wow. <laughs> but, Zing. Uh, but uh. I found myself kind of liking it. I know I'm always like, oh, I love this movie because it's because it's like uh, different or, you know, because it's not the same as the other um, better Marvel movies. But I I kind of liked the change of pace with the horror. Like we kind of talked about, it didn't go as far as I wanted it to in that respect, but it 
went far enough to feel kind of fresh to me. I wasn't like, this is amazing, but I was, you know, engaged with the movie as I was watching it. The characters could have used a little more fleshing out, but I didn't find it to be like that detrimental to the overall package. It was kind of short, and I liked that, but it did definitely have a bit of an unfinished feeling to it. So it's kind of a kind of a downside. But I think I will give this movie six point five uh, COVID exposures. So what's uh, half an exposure? Like it happened right at six feet. So you're not sure if it counts or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is half an exposure? It's it's a guy who's coughing, it... <laughs> but you don't know that he's got COVID. Yeah, keeps claiming he has allergies. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's an ex- maybe it's a full blown exposure, like two week weeks after you've recovered from COVID. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're no longer contagious, but oof. so this one's definitely one of the harder movies to rate because there's a lot that i like and there's a handful of things that i don't like and so it's it's very much a like swinging between two poles here kind of kind of situation i would have appreciated uh if they cuts at least some of the uh overt racism i thought that was unnecessary she could have just been generically uh, mean. It also felt like something just didn't quite gel about the movie overall. And I think that is, you know, just the, the problem with uh, planning to do reshoots and additional shots and, you know, not getting that in. Because they say, like, movies are made in the editing booth, right? So if you don't have the stuff to work with in the editing booth, it does make it a challenge. But, I mean, that's really it as far as what I didn't like. You know, I, I liked the characterizations. I thought there was, uh, you know, kind of nice how they you know, updated uh, some of that stuff for the modern day. You know, instead of making this, uh, you know, because in order to have uh, the new mutants, you have to not have the X-Men essentially otherwise they would just be you know additional students in the x mansion right so and everyone knows that's where dennis lives (laughs) (laughs) that's not quite as uh catchy of a movie title either additional students (laughs) yeah (laughs) instead of the new mutants it's just the new class (laughs) uh i'd watch it because it was on the march and I'd have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, you know, I, I appreciated that uh, they had both the the lighthearted, mirthful stuff and the uh, the wow, this is surprisingly dark stuff. You know, I, I felt that was uh, quite true to the uh, the original comics. You really wish you could see the version of this that didn't get derailed by the whole Disney merger thing. I think they could have had something really special here. I I haven't seen Morbius yet, but I assume this is the only real horror take that we're going to see from really any Marvel movie. I think I've said it several times, but, you know, it, it is refreshing to see queer characters where they're just treated like they're just normal characters. Not you know they don't make a big deal out of it. So ah, I now we think... lost our alt right listeners. 
Right. Um, I think I'm going to have to... I'm this podcast. <laughs> Please cut that. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to have to give this one seven COVID exposures out of ten. Wow, that's a lot of COVID. Well, you know, it's worth it. I'm pretty sure we've all had more, <laughs> technically. These are knowing COVID exposures, Paul. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Ducks have COVID. Mm. He's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Also, also remember, these are pre-vaccinated. Oh, that's true. Oh, geez. Oh, oh you should have mm. said that. That is different. I'm lowering my rating. It, it, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't go see the movie in the theater, so clearly I wasn't going to be... I wasn't going to give it a knowing COVID exposure, <laughs> no matter what. Well, you could have given it a 10. <laughs> Come on. Just be like, I'm going to lick 10 seats in this theater. <laughs> you know, that's gross, but not how you get COVID. <laughs> you get something, but it's not COVID. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but- maybe some free popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now I can see why this was the movie they decided to put out during the pandemic because you don't want to put out something that's going to make a lot of money. You just want to put out something like, well, are people going to see a movie? Who wants to see a movie? And they put this one out and they're like, oh, no one. Okay, well, you know, at least we didn't waste Black Widow. (laughs) I feel like we're all underestimating that the limited cast and like basically quarantine situation probably eased the viewers' minds and they didn't get uncomfortable when people got close to each other. It's probably true. <laughs> like, do you remember feeling that when you'd see people like go to parties and movies or like hug and stuff? Like, and that would have been around this time. Wait, people were hugging around this time? No, in the movies. No, I mean, like in movies, movies like you'd see it and you'd be like, whoa, oh, oh, chill oh, out, people, yeah. fictional people <laughs> yeah. who don't know about who this hasn't happened in their universe. But what about the actors, though? You know, like. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on installment. 71 of our Mary Marvel movie march. The next movie is uh, the July 2021 release, Black Widow, except we won't be getting to that for a while because uh, we are going to take a Mary Marvel movie march hiatus, partly so that we can let phase four of the MCU build up so we can figure out what the heck they're getting at in some of these side scenes and whatnot. And plus, we needed the time to watch all the television series. To prepare, I right? Oh, is where we start having to I ain't to do doing that. that, Charlie. Not gonna happen. Yeah. It's important that you, you know, that there There'd are be one some of us who don't blind. see it. Yeah. 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 I couldn't you know, even... one or two or most likely three of us. <laughs> I couldn't even find the time to watch all the Netflix Marvel series, okay? There's like, what, half a dozen stupid Disney ones at this point? Not gonna happen. That is true, although they do tend to be shorter, so I found it easier to get through them than the Netflix ones, because they typically, so far at least, have maintained the pace, and you don't get to, like, episode seven, and you're like, well, you're just treading water. <laughs> Are you going to find your mom or not? Or whatever. So, yeah, so I guess this concludes, uh, what do you want to call this? Phase one? That sounds like a good term that no one's used for anything else. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, this is the first part of the... Uh, there's some kind of march related you know yeah. a mary marvel movie march movement <laughs> movement one movement one sure. yeah um but that means that the next marvel movie we actually watch might be the july 1985 movie and the first in our mary marvel movie march appendix 
Red Sonia. Oh, yeah. So you have that to look forward to, although not immediately, because we're not going to jump into that right away unless I find a DVD at the Goodwill. Then I'll make you all get HBO Max. But <laughs> you won't really have to twist my arm. And it'll finally give you guys a chance to watch Tenet. Tenet. You know, I I have this weird feeling that I'm going to watch Trigun before I watch Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to hurt you so bad, Paul? What did I do to deserve this? No, I just think Trigun sounds like I should watch it. That's, I'm not saying anything bad. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're just you're just excited now that I told you that uh, two of the main characters are insurance adjusters. Yeah, like how curious. many insurance-based anime do you get? That's our show. Thanks for listening. We hope you check us out. Don't forget you can visit our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com. Also, we're on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure to look for us there for extra entertaining bits. You will be entertained. Possibly. Wait, so you're definitely entertained, but only possibly entertained. Well, I don't want to get sued for false advertising. (laughs) And so uh, we are here to discuss the 71st installment of What Is This Weird Pop? So... This one in question is Zero Sugar Fanta question mark. (laughs) It's described as mystery flavored soda. Uh, It's a blue color, like a Romulan ale, I guess. Uh. Did anyone else manage to find this? Or is it just me me single-handedly telling you what I think it is? That's what it's going to be. Although I did pick up a can of the new Marshmallow Coke. So I can do a taste test of that, too, if you want. All right, so let me open this up. Smells incredibly sweet. Kind of like a marshmallow, actually. Um, Yeah, it's some kind of cream soda, which I guess is different for Fanta. Fanta? I don't know how you say it. Yeah, I would think that if it was a mystery flavor, it couldn't possibly be good. Because if they formulated it and it was good, then they would have just made it regular Sold flavor. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we just need to break beyond the boundaries of like this is supposed to be something and just, you know, <laughs> go to like artificially flavored concoction number three, you know. Yeah. It's basically like an orange cream. That is what it tastes like good. to me. Uh so this is the zero sugar version, so it's not as good as you want it to uh, be. But Yeah, zero sugars are tough to work with creamy flavors, I feel like. Yeah, but it's it's perfectly drinkable, I guess. Um, I'm not going to go dump it like a Bud Light Clamato. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. It's nothing great, I guess. I look forward to learning it's supposed to be like chocolate coconut or something. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and Doug going, how could you not taste the coconut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Macaroon-flavored <laughs> soda. I just don't know that chocolate sodas in general are that Yeah. Good. I don't know if I've ever had a chocolate soda. I had a Fago I mean, one, although I think it might have been a diet. So that, yeah. you know, being that it's Fago, that, that obviously... Chocolate Fago. Yeah. That, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I did not do it any favors. It's a perfect storm of 
not good <laughs> tasting. <laughs> You're right. More like not correct tasting. <laughs> oh, like it's not horrible, but it's certainly not chocolate. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Charlie? Should I go grab that soda? If you, yeah, I think so. Okay. It is zero calorie cola, watermelon, strawberry flavored, and other natural flavors. What? That's you said marshmallow. Yeah, it's the artist Marshmallow's limited edition Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Creations. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is, yeah, do I need this is... to do I need to text you a quick photo? Yeah, uh, that'll yeah. be great for a podcast. I you mean, if you don't, do you not things. know who Marshmallow is? No, he's the guy I who's got know. like a, a big kind of cylinder over his head with uh, X's for eyes and a big smile. Like his I, head is a big marshmallow. Oh, is this just like is? I thought this was just like a for, a full time Fortnite character. Wait, you're familiar with Marshmallow from Fortnite? Maybe he did a concert there, and that's why I'm like that would make sense. No, that's why when I looked at the picture, I'm like, yeah, I've seen this guy before <laughs> in like Roblox or some crap. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I mean, it sounds to me like you're just describing knockoff Buckethead. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Actually, he looks like a Roblox character. Maybe that's just all I'm thinking of. Imagine a Lego-shaped head, but it's white. It doesn't have the little dot on top to put a toupee on. Why do I want to do this? So that you can know what Marshmallow looks like? So that you can appreciate Doug's review of the soda. (laughs) (laughs) There's no W in it, by the way. Just with an O. Yes. Still two L's. But it's spelled with an E, not an A. Yes, it's Marshmallow. Okay, I mean, it smells good. It tastes good. This is actually surprisingly good. What, what was like, it? I don't I, normally even like zero the Coke Zero flavors. I got or, I got fixated on irrelevancies. I don't actually remember what this flavor was, other than oh, it's it's watermelon strawberry flavored. Watermelon strawberry Coke flavored. Yeah, watermelon strawberry zero calorie cola. It doesn't sound good, so you're saying pleasant, it is good? You know, it's got a, it's got a pleasant mouthfeel. The flavor hits you at the same time as the creaminess from the bubbles, too. It is basically like, if you were, if you were like, you know, this Coca-Cola is good, but if it tasted more like bubble gum or bubble yum, that would be even better. So, yeah, I'd buy this again and, if, and maybe see if they have a full calorie version as well. Okay. So, in order to design a soda flavor you have to be what like an edm artist yeah and then in order to make a potato chip flavor you have to be in the nba (laughs) yes i'm holding out for the richard d james soda (laughs) just want to know what that would taste like it would not be pleasant i'm sure sweat coke (laughs) 